0: Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of Indie Release Dispatch by Pixels for Breakfast. I'm your host Steve. Now this is based on a weekly newsletter we host on our website and our Substack that just takes a look at all the cool indie games that we think you should be playing this weekend. It's a short 5 to 10 minute podcast, so grab a coffee and let's dive right in. The first game this week is Dave the Diver. Now This is cheating a little bit because the game did come out earlier this year on PC, but it's launching on Switch today. And earlier when it did release on PC, I wasn't writing Indie Release Dispatch yet. In fact, I was laid up in a hospital bed getting plates removed from my jaw. And during the recovery of that, where I had nothing more than slightly stronger than over-the-counter ibuprofen, I was playing nautical games for some reason. Like I finished the excellent Dredge from Black Salt Games. And then I started sinking 20 or so hours into the absolutely delightful Day of the Diver. And this is a colorful masterpiece. Like I absolutely love this game and it's from indie studio Mint Rocket. Now we could sit here and argue that they're not in fact indie because they're funded by Nexon, but they're definitely playing in the indie space and I really like this game. So I'm going to include it anyway, but it's part roguelike, part restaurant manager, and also part farming sim and hundred percent heart. Uh, You play as the titular Dave, who's a tubby scuba diver who flies out to a mysterious uh, shifting blue lagoon that has a wide variety of fish and it changes with every single dive. And you're helping Bancho, who's a disgraced sushi chef Ronan, to create the most unique and memorable sushi restaurant in the world. And the problem is you have no staff. So Dave's not only going to have to go source the ingredients on the roguelike dives, but also help out behind the counter serving the customers too. And seriously, like we can debate whether this is an indie game or not, but regardless, I really think you should check it out. It's one of the more fun games I played this year with a great story and plenty of secrets to uncover. Okay, so the next game is Beast. It entered early access uh, this week and it's from developer False Prophet with a Steam rating of mostly positive. And if you thought that Diablo 4 was lacking in tactical decisions, then you might want to check out Beast. This is a gridless tactical turn-based game from a Polish studio. And yeah, it has this really dark gothic world where the world is torn apart by military conflicts and there's a plague on the loose. And the developers say that you'll be making moral choices during the battles, which will influence the gameplay. How it influences the gameplay, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, But... I didn't play it, but I saw it at Tokyo Game Show earlier this year and it was looking really, really great. It like really intrigued me. I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. So this one's probably my pick of the week. I'm going to dive into this one. I'm really into tactical games this year, so there might just be my bias coming through. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested to see what this one's about. Uh, But yeah, you can check it out. It seems like a lot of people are having some fun with this. All right, and the next game is called Dark Envoy. It's from Event Horizon, and it's got a very positive rating on Steam. And if Grimdark doesn't really strike your fancy, then perhaps the techno fantasy world of Dark Envoy might be for you. This one's built as a classic RPG with skill-based combat system built on classes and specializations because, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 ruined the term CRPG for anyone that wants to play in that space now. Uh, but Dark Envoy puts you in the shoes of a party of Relic Hunters. It's set in a guns and sorcery world and this one looks like it'd be a lot of fun with friends. Um, It's playing around with a combination of magic and technology which is something that really appeals to me personally than just straight up high fantasy. Um, I haven't heard of this game uh, but they also made Tower of Time which also has a very positive rating on Steam. So yeah if you're looking for a CRPG with friends this one could fit the bill. Okay. And this is another game that I saw at TGS. It hit Steam this week. It's called Scene Investigators by EQ Studios. It has a very positive rating on Steam. And this one's for all the true crime aficionados out there, allowing you to live out your fantasy as a crime scene detective. And it's going to challenge your powers of deduction to solve the case. Um, you'll need to investigate clues in great detail and make calculated assumptions and really take in the environmental cues to catch your culprit. And this doesn't seem like a story-based deduction game. Uh, the Steam page like, is talking about noticing the size 12 shoe prints and bullet trajectories and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I personally lean more into games like Case of the Golden Idol, uh, but if you want to train for an inevitable murder podcast, then Scene Investigators is waiting for you. Um, but yeah, this one was also a TGS. I saw quite a few people playing it. It kind of looks a little bit like uh, The Room, the games where you're like sort of picking up objects and rotating them and looking for markings and that sort of thing. So yeah, if if you're into that, then Scene Investigators is waiting. All right, now, would it be an indie release radar if we didn't have a deck builder on this list? (laughs) This one is called Deepest Chamber Resurrection. It's from Balcony Softworks and it has a very positive rating on Steam. Uh, And yeah, this week's virtual cardboard slinging game uh, is a roguelike where you take your party into the depths of a dying city and slay those baddies with cards of tremendous power. And the aesthetic here is a little more gothic than most of the fantasy games in this genre, which kind of has me interested. Personally, like one of the biggest problems I have with these deck building roguelikes is the art style. Like Slay the Spire gameplay is fantastic. Cannot stand the art style. Just doesn't get me excited. But I know I'm a weirdo in that that respect. But yeah, this one kind of looks pretty cool to me. Um, And it seems like it's been in early access for quite some time and it just hit version 1.0 with this release. So yeah, if you need more virtual cards in your life, consider checking this one out. All right, so those are the uh, recommendations for this week, but uh, here's a little bit of info of things we did at the website, uh, which is pixelbreakfast.net if you want to check it out. Uh, We released the review uh, for El Paso Elsewhere. It's currently on YouTube as well, if watching things is more of your vibe than reading. And yeah, this is my first video in quite some time, and I'm really glad that I could do it for El Paso Elsewhere. Uh, This is a game from Strange Scaffold. Now, Remedy Entertainment might be releasing Alan Wake 2 today, but Strange Scaffold may have already released the most Remedy game of 2023 with El Paso elsewhere. It's a delectable pastiche of everything that the Finnish company has done from the twisting lore of Alan Wake to the warp geometry of Control, and of course the frenetic bullet time field combat of Max Payne, which is what every journalist and, and I think even the creators themselves were like, yeah, it's Max Payne, it's, the, it's Max Payne. Um, but to discount this low-poly dive into the pits of hell as imitation only, that would be a major disservice. Because while El Paso Elsewhere is unmistakably cribbing from that snoky noir of Max Payne and its combat, it does more than enough to set itself apart as something special of its own. I gave the game a 4 out of 5, but honestly, in my heart, this is probably my favorite game of 2023. It's going to take something really special in the last few months of the year to shake that. Um, it won't be for everyone, which is why I didn't give it a 5 out of 5, and I totally understand that. But this game just really speaks to me on a personal level. And we're also kind of soft announcing something that we're calling DLC content. Uh, Blue and I were chatting and we think it'd be kind of cool to do some experiments um, with content that we're doing on the website. So like I'm really into tabletop gaming and music and photography and Blue likes things that I don't really know right now, but he likes things. And he's very smart and he can share deep insights into those things. Um, So we're thinking of launching what we're tentatively calling DLC. So this is a section of the website where we can write and share articles that cover things that aren't exactly indie games, but are adjacent to the things that we love. And hopefully you will love them too. Um, So DLC will be free. We're not going to charge for any of that stuff, but you do have to subscribe to the website to gain access. And that's just because we want to know how many people are, we're actually creating this content for rather than just spewing it out onto the site and diluting that mission, Um, you know, providing really good indie game coverage. So Yeah, uh, let us know if you think that's a cool move, maybe a bad move. You don't really care. Um, As always, feedback's super welcome. And you can sign up to the website at pixelsbreakfast.net. Um, But yeah, that's a short and sweet indie release dispatch. I've been your host, Steve. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure you hit the uh, like button, depending where you're listening to this. Uh, If you could leave a review on your podcasting platform of choice, that would really help us out. And if you enjoy this, make sure you share it with a friend or send them over to the newsletter uh, so they can get some cool indie recommendations. And uh, yeah, jump on Mastodon or Twitter or wherever you are and let us know what you are planning to play this weekend. I've been Steve and I'll catch you next week.